You're listening to Scaling Up Services, where we speak with entrepreneurs, authors, business experts, and thought leaders to give you the knowledge and insights you need to scale your service-based business faster and easier. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeld. Welcome, everyone. This is the Scaling Up Services podcast. I'm Bruce Eckfeld. I'm your host. Uh, Today, I am speaking with Kirk Reynolds. And Kirk is uh, founder, CEO of Discover Outdoors. We've known each other for a little while. Kirk has come to a couple of my programs, kind of looking at how do we effectively scale businesses. We've had a chance to get to know each other. I have a personal interest in the business. I'm a big outdoors fan, so I always love hearing what Kirk is doing and the various adventures and wonderful parts of the world that he's going off to or coming back from. But it's a fascinating business, and I think it's, it's a great example, a great story around developing a services business. And I'm going to let Turk, Kirk talk a little bit about the nature of the business and what exactly he does. But I think the, uh, for the audience today, I think it's some really great discussion around different types of services businesses, but yet the similar kind of challenges people have around scale. So, Kirk, welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Bruce. It's uh, really great to be with you and honored to be on the show. Thank you. Great. So why don't we just start? Give us a little sense of the background of business, your background, how you got into it. Like what what was the founding kind of story for you? Yeah. So I moved to New York City from Missouri 15 years ago and loved moving to the city, was just absolutely obsessed with it, everything that had to offer. But shortly after moving here, there was a realization that there was this disconnect with nature. And what I used to do in the Midwest and biking and running and hiking wasn't easily accessible here. And just so out of personal curiosity and interest, I started exploring the areas all around New York City, which are amazing. Some incredible state parks, tens of thousands of acres of parkland are all around New York City for great hiking and biking and kayaking. And some of the best rock climbing in all of North America is just right hour and a half north of New York City. This, this started out as a hobby and a personal kind of obsession for me, which evolved into a business that started out just taking people out in a minivan and you know, friends and, and developing like a short client list, so to speak. And it's actually hysterical. Like the, the, the first way of communicating with our with the mailing list was through a postcard. So <laughs> literally going to a printer and like I remember there this blue little postcards, not even three by five because that was a little too expensive, but a little smaller. <laughs> and and just saying, you know, here here are the next four dates. Yeah. You know, thanks. And uh, so pretty pretty funny starting point to, to get this off the ground. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's evolved. Thank goodness since then uh, into yeah, our core is, is the same in that we're providing access to nature for urbanites. But we're also providing many different avenues for that. So whether you're an experienced outdoors person like yourself or you're really new to the outdoors, there's a place for you to get started. A gentle hike or a more aggressive climbing trip. And then you meet people in our community that are doing things and they're they're setting goals that are a little bit higher than yours or really much higher than yours. And you get inspired by that. And so what we try to do is provide all kinds of options for you to find your path and to really challenging yourself uh, through the outdoors. Yeah. And do you find, you know, as the company has kind of grown and, and shifted and pivoted, how, how have you kept uh, the kind of that focus on that, that purpose or that, that, you know, helping urbanites, you know, get outdoors, you know, have that outdoor experience? Like how was that 
very clear for me from the beginning? Was that something that kind of evolved? Was it something that you had to kind of come back to again and again? Yeah, it's it's the answer is both. Like it was clear from the beginning, but any business has distractions, <laughs> and and yeah. and any I think most business owners are are yes people. Like yeah, I'll take on that challenge. I'll take on that opportunity. Take on that new client, and I definitely fit that mold. Where we we were asked by a partner to start a lot of singles hikes, and uh, which. On one hand, we're, they're very successful in terms of getting people in the outdoors. And you know, so it can be a very social environment and, and relaxed environment for people to get to know each other. It was just like a slight departure from who we were and why we do things. And, and we realized that, you know, nothing against the idea of uh, singles in the outdoors. <laughs> no, no, uh, no bias against uh, no bias. people who are not coupled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, it, and it is very effective. Um, meeting people but it just wasn't exactly true to who we were yeah. and and so that that's one example of like course correction get back to really what we're about and uh and, and sticking to that yeah and then you know different kinds of trips like you know as a, you, as a business owner you want to be as creative as possible and create new customers yeah and you know of course a few times it was and we started offering like shooting trips go to yeah. like the, the shooting ranges like with shotguns yeah and this was like in the first couple of years and and we realized it just didn't feel right to us to who yeah. we were like what we're actually trying to accomplish yeah pull back on that so yeah there, so, was there how like i'm because I, I think this is a it's a really interesting process or a really interesting kind of challenge or crux that i think you know business owners get in particularly entrepreneurs the ones that are really like creative and lots of ideas like how do you know how do you know when you know, the shooting trip, sometimes it's hard because it can be quite successful. People, you can get great feedback. Uh, you know, people are really interested. How do you know that it's not on that brand? Like what was, what was, was it a gut thing? Was it, uh, what was the feedback that you had or what was the. Yeah, that's, that's a really great question because it's never totally clear in the moment. It's, it's always clear looking back years yes. later. Yeah. Right. In the moment it felt like a gut thing, like yeah. something isn't aligned here. And then when you hear other people talk about your business, mm. like, oh, you're the shooting business. Oh, you're the singles company. Like, oh, no, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not who we are. I like that idea, though. It's almost like you want to you want to take the event or you want to take that thing and say, OK, how are people going to refer to it as? And is exactly. that what I want? Well, like, what's the impression I'm going to make? On the, on the new customer, on the, on the prospect, on the people that I'm not working with yet. And how are they going to, how are they going to see me if, if this becomes a key event for us? Exactly. I remember, um, early on, maybe five years into it, I went and, uh, pitched REI and like, mm -hmm. we're going to blow up REI in New York and we're going to expand all over the country and then do worldwide trips with you. And it's going to be the best thing that you ever got your hands on. Yeah. And and we're well, sitting across the table. She goes, "Don't you do singles hikes? Oh. <laughs> Aren't you the single hike company? <laughs> You're the single hike company." And and inside, I'm just like raging, like, "No, we're not the singles hike company." <laughs> but that's her perception, and that's the message that we have yeah. put out into the world. And and that that I remember now, like that was the defining moment. Like pull the cord on 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 that. Yeah. And again, nothing wrong with single signs. Yeah, singles right? can come, but we're not. That's not the focus. That's not, not what we fan. want to. 
create the <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's not what we want to create the brand around you know i think i, I think that's a tough one and 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 to do i guess do you feel that comes up again and again is that something that you struggle with or that comes up today or is that something that was kind of early early it was more of a challenge and today it's pretty clear and it just naturally happens i think it was more of a struggle early on absolutely and also as a newer younger entrepreneur there's a lot of things driven by ego mm. and ego drives you to say yes to everything mm -hmm. and so i think having made those decisions and those mistakes and now being clear on on how we make those decisions it, it is no question it's a lot easier to to stay the course yeah um, that said you don't want to get in a rut, right? You don't want to limit your creativity and, and think, all right, I've done everything, all these mistakes. I've made them all before. Now I know exactly where I'm going. And then that, now you have tunnel vision on, yeah. on where you are and, and you, you miss opportunities. Yeah. And you limit yourself from great potential. So are, are there any, so, so how do you do that? So is there a process that you have? Do you have like a, uh, you know, part of your meeting where you're talking about, you know, crazy new ideas? Is it just, do you have filters that you use? Is there a checklist that says, okay, we only do programs that meet these five key things. And if it's, if it fits these five things, then it's on brand. If it's not, it's off. Like what's your. Yeah. I, I wish every meeting was like a workshop <laughs> with Bruce. <laughs> Well, let's go to her manual and, and see if it meets these criteria. <laughs> Not even close. I, I think if we have a new opportunity, yeah, we do. We talk it over as a team, and and we talk gut feeling. We talk about we do we do uh, reference who we are and what our what our goals are, what our vision is for the company. So there is some truth to what you're saying and that what we execute, but it's it's far from a five point criteria list and. Yeah, I think because we've had those experiences now, it's it's easier to say, well, this is what it felt like when we were when we made this decision and it didn't work out. We don't want to make that mistake again. And so interesting. Yeah. yeah. Do you have do you have like the oh, it's that's going to be one of those things like like you have uh, yeah. stories like examples of things that you know went awry or that went really well, and it's like, hey, Absolutely. is this going to be yeah yeah and then yeah. that whole so the, uh, that that whole kind of the, the history, the story, the lure inside of a company where people are kind of referencing things that have happened in the past as either, you know, examples of good outcomes or examples of bad outcomes, I think is fascinating. And I think it's, right. it really goes to that, you know, developing a culture is really about the stories that we tell and the experiences that we've had and how do we, how do we use them as guide, you know, guiding tools and making better decisions going forward. Yeah. It's a really interesting one. Um, talk to me a little bit about the team, because I think that's the other thing that I'm that I'm curious about you, it, the impression that you gave in terms of how that kind of plays out now is that there's some kind of team discussion around it, or at least conversation. How does that play out? Is that is is, and I'm particularly curious about your role in those discussions. Do you lead them? Do you kind of let the team lead them? Are you kind of putting an idea and they're they're counter? You're getting feedback on it. What is that like? Okay, cool. So it depends on who is presenting the idea. And I would say it's equal in terms of, you know, everybody comes to the table with new ideas and we had come to, to the table with equal amounts of ideas. And if it's someone else's idea, I try to be as disciplined as possible of just listening as much as I can. I'll ask questions and, and let the team talk it through. But my nature and my, my objective is just to sit back and let that discussion happen. One, 
I learn more that way. That's a great reason for me to just listen. Two, I think it's really interesting to watch a team work through something together without me. And you know, the, the name of this this podcast is about scaling. And if if you're going to scale your business, uh, you can't always be in the middle of these decisions, right? And so, if you can empower your team to talk through things, argue, debate, and reach the discussion without you, then yeah, I think you're doing a good job as a manager. So yeah, yeah, and and I think creativity and new ideas is is the crux of every business, uh, especially in service business. And and so you know, keeping that a very positive, it's okay if we make mistakes. Let's take a risk. Culture um, is really important. So I'm curious in when you're in the kind of idea development process, is there anything that you use to kind of either seed or generate or prompt? ideas? Are you getting like customer feedback? Are there, uh, is there a, a, a tool that you use of any sorts? How does that happen? <laughs> no <tools laughs> Do you have an idea happen. generator that you crank that like <laughs> yeah, spits exactly. things out? <laughs> We're lacking, lacking ideas. Let's go to our tool. So ideas come from number one place, I would say come from problems. And you know, so anytime we have a challenge with partners that we work with or, or guides or, or, you know, we screw something up on a trip, that you know, we we always try to take time and reflect on us. Like it, it's not an isolated incident that just happened between a guide and a client out on a trip. Like what did, what what was our role in setting up this thing to happen? So by reflecting on those things and working through problems, like inevitably there is like a beautiful thing on the other side of that problem, and it takes time and we'll work through it. And but that's the number one place for creativity and, and new ideas. That's poignant. I like I like that I that idea. It's really through through our challenge, through our obstacles, come the epiphanies. that come come the innovation. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, it's a great source, and it's a great I think just a mindset. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that. We uh, also yeah. So so we have a significant community of outdoor enthusiasts that comes out on trips with us, and so trying to um, engage them with with new ideas. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We we recently did this competition to get them involved in how we're going to decide what our newest line of international trips are going to be. And so we, we built off the idea of March Madness and we set up a tournament. And so we did uh, yeah. Sweet 16, you know, the best eight trips and the best eight trips going head to head. And every day people would vote. Yeah. And so Morocco versus Alaska. OK, Alaska won. Yeah, you know, the Alps versus Utah. Well, the Alps won, and then and then they go head to head, and it, it was a lot of fun. And it's it just something like, will this work? Who knows? Yeah. And, but we did get a ton of engagement, and you know now we have hundreds of people that are they're very they're voting for a very specific trip and say you know essentially saying that I'd be interested in going on this. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah. Well, um, and so and then so talk to me about core sort of your ideal customer, core customer, then engagement. How is that? How has that played out? Because I think that, particularly for services companies, you know, it is so much about understanding who are these people that I'm serving, who are these people that I'm providing products and services to, and how do I understand their needs? How do I communicate with them? How do I get insights? What are the, some of the things you've learned over time? So in the beginning, we we were targeting the 28-year-old male, the guy that would go out and, and kick ass climbing, and, and it really pushes boundaries exploring the outdoors. And then we realized the people that were actually coming out on our trips and loving the trips and embracing it the most were the 32, 33-year-old female. Mm. 
and and it was very consistent. It wasn't like a, a few times like yeah. this one comes out on trips with us. The I would say two thirds to three quarters wow. of our participants are, are women, and they're coming out on a trips alone. They're not even bringing friends. Yeah. And and so we ask a lot of questions and dig deeper. Like who? Yeah. What what is this about? And, and so we create some theories, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and so we we realize that women will invest more in a great experience. Yeah. A guy will go out and try to wing it himself and, and nine times out of 10 fail. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ask for directions. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, exactly. Won't ask for directions. They get lost the whole day. And, you know, women just care about having a polished professional yeah. experience and will make the most of their time and will pay for that. And, and a guy will, will, will just try to wing it. And, mm-hmm. A good analogy is a couple goes on a, a ski trip for the first time. Mm-hmm. She will pay for a half day or full day of lessons. Yep. And then it's amazing four days of skiing after that. He will go immediately to the black diamond and, and probably get injured. And But if he <laughs> makes it through, he's just going to be pissed. He's going to have a week of pissed off skiing. Yeah. And, and she's going to be you know, a much better skier by the end of the week. Yeah. And it's the exact same thing. It's the the women that come out on our trips it's not that they necessarily need a guide they're 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 very capable yeah. very smart very athletic uh very motivated to to challenge themselves and to yeah. do more it's just they they know there's a smart way of going about yeah. it yeah and it's a very foolish way yeah and and so we love that now, now that we've identified that and we recognize that like oh my gosh yeah that's perfect yeah it makes total sense and we embrace that community now Last year, we started a thing called Women in the Outdoors Week, and it's a week-long event. And our, our second annual Women in the Outdoors Week is coming up at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. little plug there. Yeah. And, and so it's a week-long of professional women athletes coming in and doing and speaking, telling stories. It's panels talking about issues of women in the outdoors. We'll have gear sponsors talking about like how they're trying to you know, develop clothing and gear that actually fits women yeah. it's designed for women yeah. and and just also like breaking down stereotypes my own stereotype of what an outdoors person looks like has now changed yeah. because of my experience of what i see out there and so breaking that down and and giving women the safe place to talk to each other and and, and explore and say yeah we, we are capable of doing more yeah and in fact and there are places where we're actually much more capable than men you know, some of the best rock climbers I've seen on our trips are women, and which it is it's just incredible to see. And so, identifying who our core customer—if mm-hmm. we can get back to business speak—and yeah. embracing that is has absolutely been an enlightenment for us. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's a great story because I think so many businesses struggle struggle with that, and they struggle. I think in twofold. One is that they end up really not focusing on the whole idea of core customer a whole lot. They, you know, are basically chasing revenue. And that's one of the things I run into all the time is like, you know, they're just chasing anything that has money and not really thinking about, okay, who, who can we focus on? And the fact is the faster we want to grow, the more we need to focus, but that they also don't, they don't listen to their, they don't listen to their customer base. You know, one of the best ways to figure out who your core customer is, is to actually look at your current customers and figure out like who, you know, who is, Basically, who is who is willing to pay for my, you know, product or service? You know, who is easy to serve? Who is you know is a pleasure to be 
to have as a customer, and then you know who is referring people, right? Like, how do we get, how do we build a network around this? And if we can figure those things out based on our historical, we can do a lot in terms of creating focus and creating you know product synergies for for the future. And 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 to add to what you just said, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot easier, and, and you're yeah. not like swimming upstream. You know, trying to find some other customer when you just embrace who's already loving your product and service and and celebrate them yeah, and give more to them. It, life gets a lot easier that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it feels like you're actually uh, you're in the flow rather than, exactly. fight, you know, fighting the stream. So let's I, I did want to circle back on the whole uh, team and and how to build a group around you. And I think one of the other challenges that I've I see quite a bit is on the actual sort of leadership team side, employee side, partners, things like that. Like, how do you how do you find the right talent? How do you develop that talent? How do you retain it? How do you make sure that you've got the right people in leadership positions? Uh, you know, to the extent that you know, you've got partners and things like that. What what have you found as being uh, kind of lessons learned and things that you have that have worked well for you? Yeah. So lessons learned that, um, you know, when we're looking for guides and, and people in, in our administrative roles, you know, passion for what we do, belief in what we do is by far the most important thing. Everything else, all the outdoor skills are, are trainable. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, if somebody comes to the table and, and this has happened quite a few times in, in interviews, you know, you know, they come to the table like I'm an expert kayaker. I've got 10,000 hours. Um, under my belt and you know i've done all these great things it's it's almost <laughs> yeah exactly it's like what a ding 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 warning <laughs> yeah it, it and it really it's all about you know i'm thinking to the interview like it's all about you isn't yeah. it like your your greatness and and yeah. and and in a service business especially it's an outward looking uh mindset it's very selfless guides on our team work really hard to not have the glory. And we, we preach this a lot, especially our bigger trips like Mount Kilimanjaro. You know, it, it's not our summit. As, as much as we Ooh, want like to be that. on top of that mountain and look at the sun coming up with, with the clients, if it's not meant to be, if you're meant to be back with someone that's struggling or having a bad day or need to turn around with them, that's what we do. Yeah. And you'll go all the way to Tanzania and work your ass up to get like 90% of the way there, but your job is to turn around. Yeah. Oh, I got I got tingles on that one. You know, just that idea that a core value. Like I can see the core value of you know, it's not it's not your summit. You know, as a guide, it's their yeah, summit. It's their summit, and that's a huge, a huge mental shift or a huge kind of mindset idea that I could see how it could be so decisive. Like you, you within minutes, knowing in an interview whether this person embodies that idea or not. It's it's so easy to, to for that information to come out just by asking a few questions and personal stories. And it's pretty easy to see who who wants to serve and, and who wants to just to be outside for their own benefit. And and it's 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 really honestly, it's great to hear from our clients who go out with competing companies uh, and, and they'll tell the stories of like, yeah, this, this is an actual story, by the way, where their guide said, all right, you can't go any further. That's fine wait here. I'm going to go to the summit and I'll be back in an hour. Yep. And then, then in the, that, that actual story that the client just went down by herself and then, you know, the guy spent the rest of the day trying to find her and yeah. finally connected. So it, it wasn't a horror story, but, yeah. but just like the, the nerve and like the, the, honestly, 
in a service business, <laughs> the bar is so low. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you just have to be looking out for the best interest of your client and know and be clear on what that is, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's really all you got to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, the, all, all the little things that you add to being a great business, of course, but down to the core of it, you know, yeah. just truly care about their benefit. And then, you know, you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. Leap, above so many leaps others, and bounds. Exactly. Heads and shoulders above the rest. Oh, yeah. Fascinating. So we're, we're coming up on time here, but I wanted to uh, just give us give us a sense of some of the things you've got going on. So you mentioned the upcoming week in June. What are some of the other programs you're doing these days? Just to give people a flavor of the kind of stuff you're doing at this point inside the business. Cool. Yeah, thanks for asking. So yeah, thanks for thanks for asking. Um, so for our local trips, we do day trips to multi-day trips in the Northeast. Uh, so everything from day hiking, rock climbing, kayaking, all the way to uh, backpacking trips throughout the Adirondack Mountains, Summity Mountain, Washington and New Hampshire. I go to Vermont and down to Shenandoah. And then we do international and uh, domestic and international trips, everything from you know, hiking in the Canadian Rockies, backpacking through the high Sierras. We climb Mount Kilimanjaro. So we do a lot of trips. And uh, in addition to that, we have uh, a strong youth program where we partner with a lot of camps and schools and we take kids out on trips, both locally and across the country. And then we, a number of companies hire us for corporate team building trips. So something that, you know, they want to do something completely unique, you know, the, the usual softball game or just go to a bar with drinks, just, just not cutting it. They really need to get out of the office and talk through things. And so, you know, we, we've developed programs to help them with communication, with different leadership styles and really work on that in a, a unique environment. That's great. Um, yeah, and so all, all four of those categories are, are growing, and I think it's really resonating with people. And there's this is a good time for it, for our business. Yeah. Like the culture is really embracing the outdoors and reconnecting with nature is, is kind of a, a theme that you hear yeah. a lot. Statistics for you know, the number of people of camping is, is going through the roof across the country, which amazing. Yeah. You know, simultaneously, there's this trend of luxury and clamping. And for those that don't know, it's like luxurious camping. Yeah. But there's also just this getting back to who we are and like thinking about our childhoods of like, you know, going to the national parks with your family and camping out and really wanting to reconnect with that. I think we've drifted away from that. Yeah. But there's there, there's there is absolutely a strong trend to, to going back to those roots. And you know, thank goodness they were positioned in a good place where, you know, we're, we're riding that momentum um, and growth. Great. It's a good spot to be in. Um, yeah. And uh, best way to contact you, if people wanted to know more about you, about uh, programs, things like that, how do, uh, how do people get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is discoveroutdoors.com. And uh, that's the best place to see everything that's going on, uh, big trip calendar, and uh, join us on a trip. Awesome. And I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes so people can uh, get a hold of that. Kirk, this Thank was you. great. I'm excited. One of my favorite things to do is go camping with my kids. So uh, I, I totally get it. I'm, you know, I, I, think it's, I think it's amazing as, as we get more and more kind of into sustainability and kind of understanding how we're impacting the world. I think, you know, really authentic, good outdoor experiences are becoming, you know, more and more kind of important for folks. So uh, I think you're I think you're going to do great. So thanks for this opportunity. This has been fun. My pleasure. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. 
To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at scalingupservices.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at scalingupservices.com slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.